Nerdly Ramblings coming at you today with the sci-fi perspective. And we're going to be talking about the Galaxy-class starship in Star Trek. So first, what I'd like to talk about, though, before we begin is everything and all information to do with any kind of sci-fi stuff is it is a perspective. And although lots of it is canon information, lots of it is expanded universe information, as well as non-canon and information that's just gotten out of uh, encyclopedias and all things to do with that subject. So with that said, let's get started. So first, what I'd like to say is the Galaxy class was first launched in 2357. It had Type 10F phasers, which came out in 2317. Uh, the reason why they aren't using uh, more powerful phasers is, uh, first off, they were in the midst of a bunch of different things, which I'll talk about later, as well as uh, they don't put the most powerful weapons necessarily on a starship, even if it is going to be a very powerful starship right away, both to save uh, currency um, and also because the Federation isn't warmongers. The type of beam that was used on this ship was a heavy beam uh, that was first used in 2336, and it used uh, phaser strips, not arrays. Uh, the phaser strip was first used in 2315, and it used assault emitters, first used in 2332. Now, I don't know why it first had this. I think, again, it just had to do with budgetary reasons as well as other things uh, going on uh, as to why it's getting uh, certain up-to-date stuff but not necessarily the newest stuff. You got to think too with a, a lot of uh, what's equipped on a ship uh, depends on uh, how bulky it is so how well it can go to warp and all that kind of stuff as well uh, because um, certain ships may be able to go faster than it that are older uh, but because of its design, it actually was held back speed-wise. Also keep in mind as well that this is most likely the standard equipment uh, put on the Galaxy-class ship. So ships that come out later than this would have updated equipment, as well as, say, the USS Enterprise-D. Even though it's only six years later and the equipment might have not changed too much, they would probably equip it with even better since it's supposed to be the flagship of the Federation. This would just be the equipment that is equipped when the ship is first introduced and launched. So moving on to the Photon Torpedoes, it was equipped with Class 4 uh, Type 21 Mark 75 launchers. Now, I'm probably going to say this in every segment when it comes to sci-fi perspective, but the weapons put on the ship uh, weren't necessarily the newest of technologies because usually they'll put those on either warships first uh, or usually more uh, space stations because they can actually handle the power output of said weapons. And the other thing that I'll probably always state as well is the difference between uh, class of torpedo and all that kind of stuff. So when it comes to the class of torpedo, that pretty much just has to do with the general explosive of the torpedo. So because it is a class four, it comes readily made with a class four isoton yield. So even though they could put a more powerful uh, warhead in there, 
that's what it comes standard with. The uh, Type 21 refers to the torpedo casing, and what that means is how smart the computer is on board or the guidance system, so how advanced that is. And lastly, the launchers have more to do with uh, the shielding that the torpedo will be equipped with when it's launched. Uh, also to do uh, sometimes uh, somewhat with uh, being able to set the torpedo to high yield. Talking about Isoton yield class though, the Galaxy class did come equipped with uh, class 8 Isoton um, warheads that they could equip on the uh, torpedoes. It's a defense system. It had a tritanium hull, a anduranium armor, and a class 6 light energy shield. Again, more powerful shields were equipped on uh, space stations and all that, but again, the, the energy needed uh, is sometimes uh, easier spent with a space station until it can be, be made more efficient or um, ships are made more efficient to be able to uh, have such a powerful uh, force shield. So on to the engines of this ship. Uh, it can do uh, warp 6.6 .6 cruising, and what that means is uh, it's as, that's its top cruising speed. If it goes any faster, it can only sustain that speed for so long. But if it stays at warp 6.6, .6, it could stay at that speed until its fuel is exhausted. And warp 6.6 .6 is about 539 times the speed of light. Then on to its emergency speed of warp, it can go to warp 8.9 or... 1,461 times the speed of light. And finally, it's maximum speed. So this is full throttle, giving it all she's got. It's able to go to warp 9.7 or 3,526 times the speed of light. Also, to give you an idea on all of that, at warp 6.6, .6, it can do a light year in 16 hours, 15 minutes, and 7 seconds. At warp 8.9, it's emergency speed which it can hold for 96 hours or four days. It can do a light year in five hours, 59 minutes, and 42 seconds. When it comes to warp 9.7, or its maximum speed, again, at the time when this class first launched, uh, it could do a light year in two hours, 28 minutes, and 48 seconds. And it came with a class eight warp core. On to other information, uh, the transporter it came with is the Mark VI transporter. The computer it was first equipped with is an M-Series 13 computer, or M13-series computer, however you want to say it, and it came with isolinear circuitry. And lastly, it had a tractor beam class 4 and a subspace radio uh, 8, so there's been 8 different uh, subspace radios up to this point. Uh, also, to give you an idea of how fast that radio goes, it uh, transmits at a speed of warp 9.99926, uh, so three nines after the first nine. Uh, that means that it can go at a speed of 79,170 times the speed of light, uh, which means it can transmit uh, past a light year um, in six minutes and 37 seconds. So it's able to communicate quite quickly. 
Oh, and one more thing before I forget. The maximum speed of a ship can be sustained for six hours. So the cruising speed until fuel goes out, uh, emergency speed, 96 hours or four days, however you want to say it, uh, it can sustain that for. And uh, maximum speed is only six hours. Um, after those two respective times, or times in between, depending on how fast you're going, um, after those times expire, the engines do have to be shut down and restarted uh, so that they don't overheat or even explode in certain circumstances. So again, before I keep going any further, uh, none of this is uh, full-on canon, I was going to say canonical, uh, information. Uh, lots of it is um, speculation based on uh, books and comics and episodes of Star Trek. Just lots of different things that have been able to put this information together. So if anything's off by a year or gets updated later, it's only because it's now been stated somewhere else and uh, it's now become either canon or it makes a lot more sense now. So as I said before, when this uh, Galaxy class came out, there was lots of things going on that affected what uh, weapons and defense systems and everything were equipped on it. Uh, so first off, the Cardassian War was going on at this time. Uh, again, the ship was launched in 2357. The Cardassian War was going on from 2355 to 2359. However, since uh, first contact had been made, Tensions and skirmishes had arisen, um, so it, just because they're in a full-blown war now doesn't necessarily mean it's like the Dominion War. The Dominion War was very harsh. Um, even if you go back to uh, Klingon War or something like that in the 23rd century, that was very harsh. Uh, this war, I would put more like, uh, it's more like heavy skirmishes, like, uh, you know, certain territories taken, uh, and then you'd kind of take it back. Or um, just if you see a Cardassian ship, uh, you're going to be fighting it kind of thing. Uh, a bit more of a cat and mouse. So worse than just skir skirmishes, but not full-blown war in some ways. Uh, that being said, uh, around this time as well, the Tholian War was also taking place from 2353 to 2360. So that was a lot like the Cardassian War as well, where just constant armed conflicts were happening between them. And uh, funny enough, during 2357, the Talarian border conflicts were happening. I don't know why it's actually called Talarian, unless that has to do with the planet, but I actually don't know what whole lot about the Tolarian uh, border conflicts at this time. Um, but these three different things were happening in 2357. So that can explain why uh, not the best of technology was full on used right before I get into that uh, on the Galaxy class, uh, because they might have been wanting to save some currency. Uh, and at the same time, the Galaxy class is a multi-use ship. It's not just meant for battle or anything either. It's kind of like the ocean liner of starships. Um, it, it, it can do science things. It can do fighting things. Um, it, it's it's an, it's an all-in-one ship. So it's not going to necessarily have the best weapons or anything, even if it is the Enterprise. Um, so moving on uh, to uh, a few examples. In 2354, they came out with the uh, Light Energy Shield 8. And as I said, uh, the Galaxy Class Standard 1, anyway, at the time, was using 6. So that is a big difference. Um, 
but one of the main reasons, again, is because the 8 would definitely be going on uh, star bases, whereas the 7 would probably go on, if there was any, uh, warships at the time. Uh, they also had the choice of putting Diburnium hull plating, which was available in 2341, onto this class as well. But again, they didn't see uh, huge conflicts in the future. They're seeing this more as a diplomatic ship, so they don't want it to appear like a warship. Uh, also, uh, phasers that were available at the time, they had made the 12F phasers available uh, by 2352. But again, uh, many of the fa higher phasers would be available to star bases first and then to ships meant for battle. Um, however, I do think that the regular Galaxy class should have been equipped with phaser 10S at least, and yet uh, the first ones were only equipped with the phaser 10F. Uh, so all were type 10 phasers at, at one point. Um, another point I, I uh, spoke about earlier where it first used uh, phaser strips. Not until the Galaxy class was advanced where they switched the phaser strips to phaser arrays. Uh, again, I think this was just a bit of a saving money kind of thing, or I should say currency, because although there is no money within the Federation, they still have to create some sort of a currency uh, for other species, such as when dealing with the Ferengi, or even just trading with Klingons. So they should have had arrays on this ship, but they didn't, even though arrays have been available since 2340. Another thing that uh, should have been put on the Galaxy class and wasn't was the Class 5 Photon Torpedo. As I said before, Class 5s come with the isoton yield of 5 um, automatically right there. And that's been also available since 2340. Uh, but they, again, I guess they don't want to appear um, too... Um, ornery, I guess the word would be. Uh, they also had uh, Type 22 casings ready uh, from 2355, and uh, launchers were made, uh, I should say, um, Mark 80 launchers uh, in 2357. Now that one I do understand why they wouldn't have that on the Galaxy class right away, because uh, the launchers they had on the Galaxy class were uh, 75. Um, in 2357, when the ship was made, they don't necessarily have the newest technology to put on it right away because they might have still been partially testing the new uh, Mark 80 launchers when this ship was ready to go. Uh, they could have also put um, isoton uh, warheads with a yield of 9 um, on the Galaxy class. Uh, they had that available, but they only put 8 on it. And uh, finally, they did have secondary torpedoes besides uh, photon torpedoes uh, to be able to use. They were still using plasma torpedoes um, up until about uh, 2362 or 3. Um, and also quantum torpedoes had just recently been made available. However, again, those are expensive weapons and they don't want the Galaxy class to appear as a warship, although just powerful. Uh, mines and warheads were available. However, again, more of a diplomatic ship, so they don't, they don't want to put uh, that kind of stuff on there. 
And around this time, too, they, like I spoke earlier about, um, like, not only currency, but also about uh, just how the ship is able to do at warp uh, because of its either size or shape or what have you. Um, the fastest ships around would have been capable of either warp 9.94 or 9.95 at the time, which is about 8,589 times the speed of light or upwards of 9,444 times the speed of light. So that's, that's pretty much all the information on the standard 2357 Galaxy Class when it was launched. Uh, as you may or may not know, it was a very popular class and had many iterations over time. It was retrofitted many times, it was advanced many times before finally being retrofitted. And as the technology went further and further, its uh, role also started to change from um, diplomacy to um, a little bit of warfare and stuff as well. Uh, not, not so much as a warship, but a ship meant for battle because it could really take a hit, uh, such as its refitted version with the three nacelles. Um, it had uh, much more technology and everything on it, and it will. this particular class will be on an uh, episode down the line. But I'm uh, just speaking a little bit on it now. So its roles kind of changed through and through. Things affected it. Uh, so like after these kinds of conflicts and everything were over, other things did end up happening, say such as a, the conflict with the invasion with the Borg, uh, more than one time with that kind of thing, as well as uh, the conflict with the Dominion and everything. Um, you know, policies change and ideas change and everything. Uh, times change. And with that, they change the galaxy class over time. But this is what they start with, um, which is uh, basically a large, again, ocean liner type of ship uh, that has a lot of good and pretty up-to-date technology, but where there's a few things where I'm surprised they didn't have equipped on it right away, like better phasers, um, just, just the phaser type, mind you, the beam, the emitters are all fine, but the, uh, the way that they distribute the shot, such as using a strip or a bank or an array, they could have had arrays on it very easily. Um, and, uh, again, the, the phaser type could have been better and they could have equipped it with better torpedoes, honestly. Like I don't, I don't blame them for not putting on mines or warheads, but you could have put on better photon torpedoes, or even just equipped it with cheaper, albeit, albeit uh, um, older uh, plasma torpedoes at the time left over from the, uh, making them from the 23rd century. Um, so yeah, that, that's a pretty much about it on all information when it comes to uh, the Galaxy class. I can't really think of anything else that I can bring up about it. Uh, until next time, the sci-fi perspective here on Nerdly Ramblings. As you can see, I ramble a lot. Uh, I look forward to seeing everyone on the next episode. Take care for now.